This episode is brought to you by Rockstar Energy Drink. Be honest, are you procrastinating by listening to this podcast? It's okay. You just need Rockstar Focus. Choose from three delicious flavors, each crafted with ingredients for an ideal energy and mental boost, like lion's mane, 200 milligrams of caffeine, and zero sugar. Visit rockstarenergy.com to learn more. At least 75 milligrams of caffeine has been shown to help improve attention. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about Crunch Chocolate Bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Quickfire Smart TV podcast. My name is David Butcher. As many of you will know, we're a bonus episode of the main Radio Times podcast, but this is, if you like, a, a potted version. It's a quick run through the TV week. A lot of shows that are worth watching and at the end, one to miss, which I always feel a bit guilty about, but it's, I, it's a public service, I feel. It's important to know what not to watch as well. I'm going to start with the thing I'm most excited about at the moment, which I'm sorry to say is on a rather obscure streaming platform that about seven people listening are going to be able to access. You may have heard of this. It's called Gaslit, and it's on Stars Play. I'll talk about how you can get Stars Play at the end of this. And it's about the Watergate scandal, which happened almost exactly 50 years ago. But it's playing that as a black comedy with the most amazing cast. It's got Julia Roberts playing Martha Mitchell, who was the very outspoken wife of the US Attorney General at the time, whose name was John Mitchell. He's played by Sean Penn, who is absolutely unrecognisable behind this extraordinary makeup. He's got the biggest jowls, sort of stick-on jowls you've seen since Monty Python's Mr. Creosote. Remember Mr. Creosote in the Monty Python sketch you wanted? One more Waffertin mint. Um, it's incredible. If nothing else, it'll win the Emmy for best makeup. But also, Penn is brilliant. Julia Roberts is brilliant. Almost upstaging both of them is Dan Stevens, the guy from Downton Abbey, who's very funny as a bumbling White House attorney who's caught up in the in the conspiracy. It's worth watching just for his reaction shots. So it's funny. It's farcical. It's jaw dropping about the politics of the 1970s. 
There are new episodes arriving every Sunday, so you can't binge the whole thing. But by the time you hear this, there will be two or three episodes up to get you started, give you a run at it. It is pretty easy to get Stars Play, that Stars Play with a Z in the middle, as an add-on to your Amazon Prime account. Let's face it, if you're below a certain age, you'll probably just find it on a pirate site if you need to. That's worryingly easy. I can't possibly recommend doing it that way. Do it the proper way. It's not expensive. And that's, in the end, how they get to make the good TV. Okay, so next I'm going to talk about Series 8 of the Swedish crime drama Beck, which comes to BBC Four at 9 o'clock on Saturday night. And in the sort of hierarchy of Scandinoir, Beck is fairly low down the pecking order, I'd say. It's not... It's not even very noir. It's more a kind of Scandi beige. But I do like its sort of drabness. It's got that fairly low-key story that unfolds over 90 minutes. It's not particularly stylish or moody or anything, but you always get drawn into the story, and there's always some good twists. At the centre of it is this Stockholm detective, Martin Beck. He's now 60-something. He nearly died of a brain tumour in the last series. But he's back at work, sort of semi-retired, and it's more about the rest of his team these days, the main one of whom is the the fabulous Alex, played by Jenny Silverhjelm. And also back on the show is a character from Norway who's sort of joining them called Steinar, played by Christopher Hivew. You may know him. He was in Game of Thrones. He was in Twin. He's a big guy with a sort of shock of red hair and a big beard. The first episode it starts with a story about a drug dealer who's found dead in the woods and so they investigate that he's been shot with a shotgun and so on it's 90 minutes of police procedural that proceeds quite nicely with some good twists and we all know that saturday nights can be a bit short of nourishing fare so if you're at loss on saturday night you could do a whole lot worse because it really does weave a spell now At the other end of the crime drama spectrum is a show called We Hunt Together, which is on Alibi on Thursdays at nine o'clock. It's running now. I've seen the first few. It's series two. I would imagine this appeals to a younger audience than Beck, probably. If it reminds you of anything, it might be Killing Eve. It's clearly quite influenced by that. So it's a little bit kinky and quirky and deliberately sort of warped and nasty at times. There's a running theme of a, of a severed finger that runs through the plot. And occasionally there's S&M stuff. The two main leads are a, an odd couple pair of detectives who are played by Eve Miles and Babu Sisse. They're very good. They've got a good chemistry. They're on the trail of this glamorous it girl called Freddie, played by Hermione Caulfield, who is in some way connected to a series of gruesome murders, as she was in series one. She's a very cool kind of femme fatale and wears these wonderfully nuts outfits and sort of toys with the cops all the time. It's nicely written by Gabby Hull. There are very nice performances in it. There's nice dashes of humour going through it. And to be honest, it's worth checking out just for the title sequence on its own, which is this very cool, moody title sequence that involving sort of flashing neon and wolves and this great song called Paradise by She Draws the Gun, which is on it, if you're wondering what that is. That maybe raises expectations that the rest of the drama doesn't quite live up to, but it's almost worth a look just for that. But generally, if you like your TV crime a little bit spiky and weird, then check out We Hunt Together on Thursdays at 9 on Alibi. 
also a little bit weird and disturbing is a series that starts on Friday on BBC Two. So if you're listening to this podcast on the day it comes out, it's tonight, starting at nine. There's two episodes. I have to say, if you're in Wales, it doesn't start till Saturday. It's on BBC One. It's called The Terror Infamy, as in colon infamy, the one word. The first series of The Terror, some people may remember, was about... Uh, an expedition in 19th century to the Arctic looking for the Northwest Passage and the ship gets stuck in the ice. It had Jared Harris and Kieran Hines. Uh, not to be confused, a lot of people, it's easy to get mixed up with a, another similar thing called the North Water, which was the one with Colin Farrell. But anyway, this is a completely different story. It's going to be like an anthology series where each, each season there's a, a different story with a similar vibe. Here we're in California in 1941, with a community of Japanese-American fishermen and their families. Obviously, 1941 was not a great time to be a Japanese-American. In the first episode, the attack on Pearl Harbor happens and everything that follows from that, people are taken away to internment camps and so on. But they haven't just got all that to contend with, but there's a supernatural horror story as well. They also have a vengeful spirit of some kind that's stalking everyone doing horrible things now full disclosure i'm not a massive horror fan i when people's skin starts peeling off and so on i mentally check out a bit i would have been happy with the really interesting historical drama about a bunch of people caught up in in internment camps but this is all about taking that real life time of evil and adding a whole dimension of supernatural evil and it is very effective uh and there's going to be a couple of episodes every week i think 10 in all uh, on fridays on bbc one or possibly different days if you're in wales now we've had a lot of horror and crime and nastiness it, we need some comedy and bbc one has two really nice sitcoms that kind of straddle have i got news for you on a friday evening obviously if you prefer all the episodes will be on iplayer I talked about Here We Go last week, which is the first one of them, a sort of lovely family sitcom. This is the other one. That's also the name of the sitcom. It's called The Other One. It's on Friday at 9.30 on BBC One. You may, some people remember, they did it. It's weird. They did a pilot back in 2017 for this. The first series was two years ago. Finally, the second series has turned up. It's a knockabout comedy with a real heart to it. It's written by Holly Walsh and Pippa Brown, brilliantly. It's got Ellie White, wonderful actress. She plays this slightly uptight, dorky woman who discovers in the first series after her father's death that she has a half-sister with the same name as her. But in all other ways, they're completely different. They couldn't be more different. Her sister, the other Catherine, is played by Lauren Socker, who's wonderful. Siobhan Finneran plays her mother. There's also Rebecca Front. The first series was mainly about how these two families, very different, came together. And it was a sort of class clash thing between the two families. But now we've kind of moved on from that. Um, in a in a regular sitcom, they would just have stuck with that vibe kind of forever. But now it's about a bunch of women who were thrown together and initially really wound each other up and hated each other and struck sparks off each other. But here they've got over that by series two. They've accepted each other. They've bonded and they have a laugh and they help each other out. And it's after a while, you notice that all the men in the in the story are fairly peripheral and hopeless to varying degrees. And in this series, there's a new element that their father 
had yet another secret family, their late father. So the two Catherines now have a half-brother, and he may or may not be the handsome guy that Kath snogged at the end of the last series. So that's slightly awkward. There's great lines in it. One of my favourite lines in the first episode, somebody just says, sad, drunk, horny. It's the Bermuda Triangle of good decisions. So if you like that kind of thing, there's lots of chaos and drunkenness and regret and tears, but also a lot of warmth, a lot of great gags. That's the other one. Friday at 9.30 on BBC One, or the whole thing, as I say, will be on iPlayer after that. There are three great documentaries this week, and the only catch is that they're all on the same night and at the same time. This is the problem with linear TV. But clearly, Monday at nine o'clock is the go-to slot. So I'm going to rattle through the three. They're all worth watching in their way. The first one is Fergal Keane living with PTSD. Uh, That's on BBC Two, and it's the well-known foreign correspondent, Fergal Keane, talking about how over the years, reporting on wars has scarred him, scarred his mental health, uh, in particular covering the Rwandan genocide in the early 90s. He was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder in 2008. And it's a really interesting look at, obviously, not just the effects war has on, on journalists, but also on the people on the ground who are caught up in it and how that stays with you and, and whether or not you can ever really move on from that when you've seen some of the horrors that people like Fergal Keane have. Um, So that's Living With PTSD. That's on BBC Two on Monday at nine o'clock. The same time over on Sky Documentaries, there's the first of an interesting series about Mother Teresa called Mother Teresa for the Love of God. Speaking of somebody who grew up in a Catholic family, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, was she was always regarded as this saintly figure who, I mean, she she worked for the poor and the dying in India and then across the world. She won the Nobel Peace Prize. She was made a saint after her death by the Catholic Church. But there have always been critics of the way she worked. And this series, I think, tries to do justice to her and what she achieved, but also show that many people felt, I mean, one, one person says near the start of the, of the show, she was a charlatan, pure and simple. And there's several other people who talk about the the failings of her medical work and about how she seemed to see suffering and pain as almost kind of sacred in themselves in a, in a slightly weird, disturbing way. And they talk about self-flagellating, literally beating themselves as novice nuns and so on. So that's Mother Teresa for the Love of God on Sky Documentaries, but also on Channel 4 at the same time. There's a documentary called The Spy Who Died Twice, which is a great title. And it's the story of the Labour minister, John Stonehouse, who faked his own death and disappeared in Miami in 1974. He left his clothes on the beach, looked like he'd swum out to sea and been washed away. In fact, he escaped to Australia on a fake passport and was found there and then exposed. So he was he was an MP at the time, but he had been a minister. And on top of that, you, the, he was always dogged by rumours that swirled around that he had worked for Czech intelligence, and he always denied them. And in fact, various prime ministers since have sort of said, no, no, there's nothing to see here. The film has very much the paperwork, the evidence that shows from the f- files of Czech intelligence that he was a spy and that he was paid. And so he, as far as we know, is the only... British minister ever to have been in the in the pay of a of a foreign power. Anyway, 
three terrific documentaries all on Monday night. Take your pick. Or obviously, you can watch them all in your own time on Catch Up or stream them or however you want to watch. Now, my one to miss this week is called Commando Britain's Ocean Warriors. Uh, I won't say when it's on because I don't think you need to watch it. It's not bad at all. It's quite well done. But it is just another series about brutal, really tough army training and our amazing fighting servicemen. It is almost entirely blokes and how they're trained in assault courses and forced marches and being shouted at and really tough challenges. And that's fine. We've seen a lot of it before. I don't want to I certainly don't want to pick any fights with any more Royal Marines about it. But we have seen it with the Paras or the SAS or the Navy or whoever. We know these guys are impressive. We've seen them push to extremes. But also, we've seen that sort of thing taken to a whole other level with the reality show, SAS Who Dares Wins, which is full of even more absurd, over-the-top machismo. And also, there's the celebrity version of that. And this just feels like it's a bit too much like a recruitment video for the Royal Marines. So I would say don't watch it unless you're trying to work out which bit of the armed forces to join, uh, in which case it might be quite good. That's all from me. If you want to find out more about any of the shows I've talked about, you can always pick up the Radio Times or go to radiotimes.com. Do get in touch. Let us know what you're enjoying on television at the moment. If you like what we're doing here, spread the word. Otherwise, thanks very much for listening. My name's David Butcher. I hope you can join me again soon. Till then, bye for now and happy viewing.